0: Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni, back again for your classic love line intro. Today we have episode 126 from the Adam Carolla era. This originally aired Sunday, March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety-six. This episode has no guest, just the love between Adam and Dr. Drew, and it's the origin of Adam Carolla's term behamen. Uh, those familiar with his career will be very familiar with this term, and, and those who have never heard before are in for a surprise. Now, we should probably give an update on the state of the recording order. Episodes 121, 122, 123, and 125 are possibly lost for all time. 121 had Jed the Fish, and it had the origin of the first Dr. Drew Shuffle, known as Can I Say That at the time. 122 had a recap of this, had two guests, Paul Williams for the first hour, and Jimmy Bruce, the director of Headless Body and Topless Bar for the second hour. No word on episode 123, though it seems to be a no-guest show, and the same for 125 as well. Adam coins the term behind him during the first phone call of the night with a young man named Gabe. Adam once again references Bootville indicating that he missed a large or key riff about the fictitious place. Probably on last night's episode 125, which is very unfortunate because it's something he never likes to bring up, and it will soon vanish from the Loveline lexicon. And as per usual, the show was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Doctor Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One on Facebook, Podcast One as well, and Podcast One dot com. Home Podcast. Mahalo, and get it on.
1: The phone number at one love 191 568 Fax number 310-854-4455. I am Adam Kroll. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. How are you, Doc? I'm doing all right. That's fantastic. How are you doing? Yeah, I couldn't be better. Gabe. Oh, really? How about that? <laughs> Hi, Adam. How are you? Hey, Gabe. Hey. Boy, have I
2: got a big problem. Mm. My family thinks that I'm gay.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And it's all because of my stepbrother's best friend, who
1: is gay. Right. And, and they caught you blowing him? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. I had to ask.
2: <laughs> no, what happened was uh him and I had a little thing. It was pure experimentation on my part. Hmm. But come Easter, he's going to be there with the whole family. Uh-huh. And my mom and dad are unaware of this little incident and he's going to out me because he's a little bit older than i am he's 23 i'm 19 so, so
3: your family's going to think you're gay
2: <sighs> there have been rumors going around that i've been made aware of and also the fact that i had a near nervous breakdown because of this that my brother helped all
1: right all right let's let's backtrack for a second now gabe you're 19 yeah how old's your stepbrother He's 19. How old's his gay friend? 23. 23. And some months back, you guys experimented a little sexually.
2: Yeah, well, it was like... First it started out, he was teasing me. He's a Gabe, Gabe. You know, you're... Just, you know, admit it. And and the thing is, you know, it all... I'm a dancer and a singer.
1: Oh, okay. So you're halfway there. And, you know, the first two letters of your name are (laughs) G-A. And you're just uh, just a letter away from it.
2: Well, the thing is, it's, it's... Even though I've... I'll admit, I do like guys, but I'll I'll be at a mall or something, and I'll think, you know, even though I'm gay, I like women.
3: Are are you gay? I'm
2: not fully realized about it. Are
3: you gay? Okay. Or did you just have a
1: gay experience? Well, I just had a gay
2: experience. I just want to see if there was something
1: But he's a little ambiguous about it, but let's just stick to the facts, Gabe. You guys fooled around. How far did you get?
2: Uh, Well, not. I got pretty shooken up towards
1: towards the end you see, people, I, I i'm not sure how the whole base thing works with the gay love by the way you know like first base is making out second base is feeling and the straight ballpark like um i don't know wrigley or candlestick but the gay ballpark maybe go the other way around maybe start toward third maybe run the run the bases backward or something and then but, then back to home and then back to home it always ends up up at home and then it's into the dugout <laughs> oh. just take the back door to the dugout, actually. Oh. Everybody's getting into the act. So, Gabe, what, what base would you say you got to with uh Why is that important? Why make I, I want to know that? how big a com- commitment he made.
2: Third or home.
1: Third or home. Uh, yeah. Did you get into the dugout?
2: Oh, he got into the dugout,
1: actually. He got into your dugout? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm so, so that's, Gabe, were you... That's a relationship were, were, is what that no, is. Just, the, again just
3: just so i have all the historical details here were you abused in some way when you were a kid
4: oh no no no, no nothing like
2: that
3: nothing like that ever happened to you
2: no 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 no,
3: no he's, he's just he's ambiguous but, well but that that degree of ambiguity that you put yourself in a situation that that sends you into a psychiatric hospital is really what you say happened right yeah. i mean that's something something is up you know okay but it's more than just ambiguity it's it's
1: uh you know, a lot of emotional pain. All right, pain. he's not on stable ground. I think we've established that, but we have to move on here. Now, Now, you're saying for, um, what is it, Easter? Yes. This guy's coming over. He's a friend of your brother's. He's yeah, a close friend. He's to announce at Easter dinner a friend what happens. What's he going to do, take his uh, salad fork and tap it on the crystal before he says it, or what? Is he going to say before, Grace, or, or during?
2: Maybe after oh, dinner, please. maybe. Oh, <laughs>
1: the holiest of all holidays. That kind needs his... <laughs> Now, why? how do you know he's going to do this?
2: It, I, well, him and I had a big falling out about... It was a while ago, and his, my brother and I... It, he's put like a big wedge between our relationship, and and this is a big
1: mess. I, All right. Not, I doubt this guy's going to say anything at the table. Because, A, it takes two to tango, and your, your dad may go after him with the uh, uh, electric knife, too. Right. And, number two, it would just be... I mean, you know, very humiliating for all involved. I mean, it's totally inappropriate. It's bizarre.
3: It's positively bizarre.
1: Gabe, I'm betting he won't do it. On the other hand, I wouldn't want to be sitting there trying to put down stuffing all night, shaking like a leaf. Right.
2: Should I go?
1: I would would really talk to him. And can't your stepbrother help you out on this one? Well, I'm older than he is, still he's a bit of a basket case himself. Well, but maybe, why is there such disturbance among All the right, th- th- There's the, Gabe's family's a little whacked out, but, but we have to stick to the, the problem at right, right. hand, which is you have to make it through Easter. Yeah. I would say talk to this guy, talk to the stepbrother, announce to them, you know, make it clear to them how disturbing this is going to be, and not to mention just poor etiquette. And,
3: and you don't have to admit anything. You can deny whatever you want. The guy, you know, the guy will look like an idiot. Right. Just let him, let him, give him plenty of rope and let him hang himself.
1: True. You want to write him a note saying you checked him out and He's everything's not, in order.
3: No, nothing, nothing that you hear could be true that that Is there
1: such thing as a behyman? <laughs> if not, another invention of mine, the Behyman by Ronco. All right, Gabe. Gabe, Go he's up, not going to do it. Uh, oh, could you imagine? Uh, poor game. <laughs> it's terrible. Sean.
5: Uh, Adam. Yes. Oh, big fan.
1: Oh, thank you. You're on Loveline.
5: I got a little bit of problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's this girl who I was kind of sweet on, and we talked in uh, December. At the mall, and, like, I thought,
1: hey, it's kind of cool. So, a lot going on at the mall these days. I've got to get out to the mall. There's gay guys cruising around. There's girls talking to guys. How old are you, Sean?
3: Nineteen. Nineteen-year-olds hang out at malls, huh?
1: They, I, I, I'm 31-year-olds. guessing Sean's oh, I guess. a little slow, but go ahead. I'm cruising the mall. What are you talking about? That says it all. All right, it's Christmas shopping. All right. Yeah. All right, he's got an excuse. Go ahead, Sean. In, in August. So
5: then it took me till next semester in nah. February for me to, like, you know, ask her for a phone number. Mm-hmm. And she gave it to me. Great. So I thought, cool. You know, I have half a chance. So I called her, except she was she was like she was out or something. I don't know. And then Valentine's Day, I gave her a Valentine's Day card. And then I called her later that Valentine's Day, and then we started talking. I asked her if she wanted to do anything that weekend, but she was going to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd give her flowers, so that when she came back from San Francisco, she'd have flowers. Right. Then she ignored me for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. He'd invert her eyes. and just wouldn't Okay. All and right, after, Sean. And then after a week and a half, like, she actually paid attention to me. I'm thinking, oh, I got a chance. Then I called her, and she hasn't returned any of my calls. Okay.
1: All right. Hey, Sean. Hello, oh, Nellie. Hold on just a second, Sean. Let me explain what a mixed signal is. Mixed signal is no. That's a mixed signal? That's a mixed signal. That's what a guy thinks is a mixed signal. No, a guy thinks a, mix, a mixed signal is maybe. She
3: never said no? Or... No, a guy Mick Sigel is, here's my phone number. Do you want to go out? No.
1: Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is is when girls flip-flop, right. when they give you your phone number, they don't return the call, they say that you, the they want to go out, no. you never end up going out. The proof is in the pudding. I have no idea what that right. cliche means, but the deal is... is if you like them, or if you want to know if they like you, you're going out with them. Right. That's the bottom and, line but, but, with women. But one
3: thing Sean could do is really make a specific effort. Invite her to something that is non-threatening. That you know might she be something she want to go to a concert or something. Make that one met move, and if she goes for that, you're you've got you're moving again. If not, just
1: forget it. I'd say forget it. All right, Sean. All right. All right.
5: Can you imagine say that uh, Dr. Drew when, when Adam like when he gets offensive, or you think he's getting offensive.
1: Just stick with it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Drew's got to answer a page, so I'm on my own. Uh, I'm telling you, we should get someone in here to cover for you when you have to answer your pages, but it's back to the phones we go. Jessica. Hi,
6: Drew. Hi,
1: Adam. Yeah, Drew's on the phone right now. Don't worry about it. Now, by the way, shouldn't you punch out or something, Drew? You really shouldn't be getting paid for uh, taking care of your own business. Jessica. Hello. What's your question for just Adam Carolla?
2: Well, it was pretty much for you, anyways. <sighs> you seem to have more experience than everything. All right. Um, okay, I was with this guy the other day, and I went down on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was trying to do it fast because I had to go. Yeah. I mean, leave. <laughs> and um, okay. I, I don't know what happened, and I just <laughs> puked all over him. <laughs> 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 not funny.
1: All over his lap.
2: Yeah.
1: That's... What had you eaten? What did you eat in that day?
2: Um, I don't know.
1: But I bet there are bits of carrots in it no matter what you had. <laughs> Even if you've never eaten a carrot in your life, when you vomit, there's bits of carrots in there. Drew, I... perhaps you could take a, a few minutes and explain that one day. How the body has a uh, what I believe to be is a small storage of carrots. No, no, you just for vomiting. every time you
3: walk in here, you drank three gallons of carrot juice. I think they reconstitute oh, okay. into <laughs> carrots
1: in your stomach. Yeah, but it makes oh, you mean into little uh, gels? Yes. Okay, Jessica, mm-hmm. you vomited on the guy's lap. Yeah. And then what?
2: Well, I just wanted to know if that was like any way normal if that ever happens, because I've done it a lot before, but that's never happened, and it was really weird, and I just want to know if that happens to people
1: sometimes. Well, it's that gag reflex thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There it is. Yeah, and he's, you know, let me tell you something about guys. You could have dropped an anvil on his testicles, and he'd be ready for round two the following day. That's the beauty of guys. If there's one thing guys are going to take a chance on, it's a second blowjob. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess. I mean, you could have bit it off like a chew toy and ran around the room with it and spit it back in his lap. And uh, two days after he got it surgically put back on, he would have taken your word for another blowjob. I mean, he would have been up for it. Uh Uh-huh. So don't worry about him. Okay. All right? Uh Uh-huh. And it's that gag reflex thing. Uh It takes a while. You'll get used to it. Oh, great. All right? Okay, thanks. Good luck. (laughs) Oh, I'm just glad I could help. Drew, you're back with us? It's it's surreal
3: to be uh, dealing with what I was dealing with and come back to that conversation. What were you dealing with? I don't know. What's
1: oh, that was a stock tip or something? No, 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 no. Somebody oh, going was, to surgery, I got to oh, deal with that. Okay. All right. All right. It's heavy. Cynthia.
7: Hey, what's up, you guys?
1: Hey, nothing.
7: All right. Well, see, my problem is that I've been with the, I was with this guy for two weeks, right? And then, like. A day before we broke up, he told me that he thought we were taking things a little too fast. The next day, my ex-boyfriend and him, like, got in an argument, and my ex-boyfriend told him that I was saying bad things about my new boyfriend. So my new boyfriend believed this guy. He called me up. He broke up with me. Four days after, we got back together. And then, like, a week after, I broke up with him because we weren't talking and there was no communication.
3: And, and there's a great depth of relationship here, too.
7: Yep. Uh-huh. And, well, then, like, I talked to him four days after because me and his sister are really close, right? Uh-huh. She told me to ask him if he still had feelings for me, which he still does, right? So I asked him, and I told him if he wanted to work things out, right? Right. And he told me, well, that... He really liked me a lot, but he rather
1: just uh, leave things that way. Uh, okay, Cynthia. Yeah. We, Drew and I are both completely lost. So here's my advice go for the taller one. <laughs> it's, she sounded like a short girl, and I, I think she would appreciate a taller man. Thank you, Adam. What you didn't know the where- hell is he saying? Yeah, great
3: wisdom. <laughs> phenomenal depth. I didn't
1: of- know where we were. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Two days after no, uh, my boyfriend no, left on. me. Then four days. Then if you deduct the two days that I talked to her after the two weeks we would went out. I didn't know where the hell we were, The good news Drew. for
3: her is that she doesn't get that involved. These are superficial relationships, and they probably they should be, and that's fine. They're easy to kind of come and go for her, and, you know, she needs to maybe not have a boyfriend right now and then begin to kind of date superficially
1: more than one person. Dating superficially does not sound like a good thing to do. No, I don't. I'm, you're 15, you're 16, just to get I know. It just and, has a bad ring to it, superficial dating, short-term well, just d- dating. Having, going out and having dating having around, people, dating around. AJ. Hey! Hey, you're on Love Line. I'm Dr. Drew. Mm, AJ.
8: Yeah. Um. When I was visiting my grandma, I like saw this one girl in second grade, and I thought, "Whoa! For a second grade, that's pretty fine." <laughs>
1: and, like. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, AJ?
8: I'm 14.
3: And you were seven then. Eight.
8: Yeah. Uh huh. And like, I moved up with my grandparents after my mom got divorced from her ex-husband, and. I jumped around to junior highs, and I finally at this one high, or junior high, and I finally see this girl again, and she's like, oh, she's on the dance team and everything else, and she's mm. so fine. Yeah. And I've asked her out, like, once now, and I've been, gave her flower on her birthday and flowers on Valentine's, and, like, she still won't go out with me.
1: hmm Have you tried paying her to go out with you?
8: <laughs> no, I'm not in prostitution.
1: No, no, I'm not talking about for sex, just to go out with you. Does she remember you from high school, from uh, grammar school?
8: No, it was like we were driving in the car.
1: Oh, uh, you, <laughs> you just drove by and spotted her out in the yard? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know what you should do? If she doesn't recognize you, you should take a sheet of glass and press your face up against it and go, remember me?
9: No, I was with my friend.
1: So. Do you, do you kind of get attached to people
3: like that real easily? That's kind of you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
8: It's been hard with my, like my mom and my dad. What's going on? Uh, no, I just leaned up against the bedboard. It's okay, Grandpa. Uh, I'm talk on the radio. What no. the hell is he saying? <laughs> Sorry about that. Hey,
1: AJ, is that your Grandpa?
8: Yeah, I live with my grandparents now.
1: Yeah, can we talk to Grandpa?
8: No, please, no.
1: Okay. Very conservative. All right. Okay. So's Adam. Truth, yeah. truth be known. <laughs> truth be known. I'm very what, conservative.
3: Uh, what uh, what's going on with your your folks?
8: Um, my dad lives up in Pomona yeah. in South LA County, and my mom's sort of a flake, and I can't. Um, it's not a good environment for me to get my whole So, done so
3: stuff. you know, you can see how. Your emotional needs were so poorly met by your family of origin that uh, you sort of are out there kind of sending your feelings out and grabbing onto people, people you don't even know, and forming uh, these.
8: I've I've known them since September. I mean, I've made a lot of friends.
3: Good. AJ. Just be careful with those sort of impulsive uh, relationships. AJ.
1: Yeah. Does the house smell like mothballs?
8: Oh, no. No?
2: They're not
1: that old. No. No special weird stuff in the bathroom?
8: Oh, no. They still like Tony Bennett and...
1: Dude, no, we like no weird like extra riser on the toilet seat or uh, you know monkey bar hanging down to grip onto in the shower. Any any strange stuff like that at all? No, not at all. Okay, just so they're to, not just,
3: too old. Just the colostomy bag kit. Yeah. Just the colostomy bag kit. Good luck, AJ? Just I, I'd say keep hanging in there, but uh, don't forsake other possibilities. You know, keep the
1: torch. But AJ, remember uh, now you're you're too old to be cruising by the uh, the uh, second graders now, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, just. Want to make that clear, Brett? Yes. You're on love line.
10: Cool. Hey, Drew. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey, Brett. You know, I really miss Ricky. He was like the mediator between the two of you.
3: Now it's
1: just.
10: He alleviated the the stress.
1: So what is it? Just fire and ice now? Not just. Pretty much, yeah. We had to bring boxing gloves in.
10: That'll work. <laughs> hey, anyways, my question is, my um, boyfriend got arrested. And was put in jail 11 months ago, and he's getting out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he was in jail for heroin use. Uh. He got a um, hepatitis C
3: from for, from injecting heroin. The,
10: right, doing the the heroin. Yeah. Um, when he gets out, he's going to be living with me, and I don't know what to do with him. You know, I, I know it's not contagious.
3: Hepatitis but, C. Yeah. Yeah, it is sexually transmitted, probably. Probably, probably. Uh, and there's no vaccine for that as of yet. It's, it's, you know, he may have had it and cleared it too. Does he have chronic hepatitis C?
10: I don't know because I mm-hmm. haven't seen him for a lot.
3: Yeah, about months. 60% of people that get C will get chronic C, and it, it's a devastating form of hepatitis. About half of those people then will get cirrhosis.
1: Did you visit him while he was in jail, Brent? Uh,
10: there's a two-inch piece of glass between the two of us. All
3: right, mm-hmm. but, but okay. But the, it is potentially sexually transmitted, uh, and you know, you're not an addict yourself.
10: Oh, no, I've never done that. Is Is he
3: in, so involved in sobriety, or is he just uh, well, he, not using?
10: Well, he says he's been sober for 11 months. Yeah, if he's not
3: using. It's a big difference in actually being involved in the sobriety process. Right. Uh, if he goes to N.A. meetings twice a day and he has a sponsor, then you don't need to do anything except keep the environment stable and maybe go to some Al-Anon meetings yourself.
1: Yeah, what's that's he going to do about sex, though?
10: Well, that's what picture books and videos are for.
3: That's that's a good answer actually. That's well, what we used to tell, wait a no, minute! No, I should have given that no, answer. Well, that's what we used to give our HIV patients. That's we tell them that that's the best. That's a if that's if that's a viable alternative for you. That that is a good alternative.
10: Right. Now what about?
1: Um, yeah, but you're not living with someone you could have sex yeah, with. Don't
10: don't
3: talk them down from that. That's a good plan.
1: Oh uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. But I'm just saying I have picture books, as they say. I love those magazines. By the way, they always have the price they're asking, which is like twenty five. 95 and then the real price is like three dollars what are they oh the, you know the ones from like Sweden and stuff like that you know guy comes over in a sailor suit and it's a whole picture thing there's a lot of good dialogue there but the point is is I have that stuff too but I, I have to have that stuff because I don't have any real stuff you know and and Brett has the real stuff sitting around the house now the real stuff has hepatitis C. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Brett could get loaded and get weak or something. Hey, you know, this may be a, a foreign uh, uh,
3: concept to you, Adam. But there's mm-hmm. there's this thing that some people refer to as commitment. And uh, if you say we're married to somebody, let's talk about it in those terms. And your wife was in a car accident, was paralyzed or something. Right. You'd have the real stuff there too, but you would have to stay, no, with, that's, stay with your long relationship with books. And no, things.
1: that's why if you ever examine a wheelchair closely, there's a little hatch stop, at the stop, bottom.
3: Stop.
10: Stop.
1: Stop. <laughs>
3: But it sounds like these guys are committed, and he's hanging in, and that's good. And All right, Brett.
10: Hey, um, I took your test, Adam. Yes, and I got an eleven.
1: You got eleven on the gay test? Yeah.
10: So you tell me, what's wrong with that picture? W-
1: well, you know, listen. This test is for you know, it's going to work on ninety nine percent of the society. Once in a while, there's an aberration like yourself. Oh. Uh, now I'm sure yeah, if I, okay. I'm sure if I sat down with you, we would figure out where the mistake was. Perhaps you didn't carry something.
10: Harry something?
1: Yeah, like the three. You didn't add yeah. it up right. You didn't add it up right. There's a problem with your math.
10: I'm a math major. I don't <laughs> have a problem with that. <laughs> See, that's the problem. You're so
1: burnt out from doing those equations all day that when it came time to... T- all right. I got no argument on that. <laughs> all right, Brett. You're officially not gay. You're not gay on paper, and you can save that and uh, use it if you ever try to get into the military. And we'll be back.
11: Call up. back
3: hey what's up mike catherwood and dr drew here from the mike and drew show that's right uh, we love hearing from you guys, so keep on sending your tweets and comments to Podcast One. Uh, do send them. We read them, and don't miss the chance to take our survey, listener survey, at com. Your responses help us can really adjust the show to what your needs are. Yeah, we like to know what you like and don't like so that we can tweak the show to make it as good as possible. Take about three minutes, so you'll get instant gratification that comes with knowing you helped us out. Do, it now. Will. do yeah, it now. Do it now. Do it. Take the podcast survey over at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And keep those tweets coming. Dr. Drew's changed his mind on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, com- I'm coming around on He's Twitter. He's coming around on yeah. Twitter. Keep those tweets coming and keep those comments coming.
12: Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to Loveline.
1: You certainly are. My name is Adam Kroll. He is Dr. Drew's board certified physician. The phone number here at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. Last week, and uh, in an earlier call tonight, you heard it referred to, I gave the Gant test, the uh, gay aptitude test uh, also last week i gave the hat test which the, uh, was the was uh, the hetero, hetero i always say hetra hetero heterosexual aptitude test for males Have i see some additions to that <laughs> there Is are it? some oh. don't give them away i got some more data over the weekend so ah. i put that in so we're going to be doing that again a little later on this evening and then tomorrow you can all look forward to the lat test which would be the lesbian aptitude test uh, Again I'll it, be holding uh, my
3: breath That's You're right.
1: on the honor system with these things. Um, what? arm yourself with a pad and pencil and uh, take the test when it comes and it will be coming what, what later are, this hour. What are all these figures here is this I th- was working out some numbers during the uh, during the break trying to figure out a basic equation because there's a sort of a uh, equator. That you you a have medium, to get a past. score. Medium score. You got yeah. to get past. All right. uh, although I don't even know if you want to be hanging around the crack, as it were. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we're going back to the phones, and we're going to talk to Rachel. Rachel.
12: Hi, Adam. Hi, Doctor Drew. Hi, Hi Rachel. Rachel. Hi. Okay. Um, I had a question. Um, me and my my boyfriend have been together now for about a year, mm-hmm. and we're really committed. We live together. Um. And we're both interested in the same types of women, and
1: mm-hmm. we were
12: wondering if that was normal to want to bring a third party into the relationship. What,
1: uh, what types of women?
12: <clears throat> like alternative types.
1: Uh-huh. So, like, maybe like a tattoo and a earring kind of nose earring or something like that? Possibly. <clears throat> uh, my guess is he's interested in whatever kind of woman you could drag home that he could get involved with with your consent. I mean, you could bring a uh, young Republican. He'd probably be happy with that. You could bring a hippie. You could bring a uh, pregnant uh, black woman in her 60s. I'm sure he would be excited. Okay. <laughs> what, are you writing this down, Rachel? No. So you want to know if it's going to screw up the relationship?
12: And if it's normal for, for committed relationships to want that kind of thing.
1: Uh, yes, no. It's
3: normal in, to in fantasize about it. Yes, it's going to screw up your relationship. No, it's not normal to... All right, slow story. down a
1: second. What Drew's trying to say is that it's it's natural to fantasize about it. Yes. And we all have our own fantasies. And, and for
3: them to share fantasy, even. If they have moved, picture books, or whatever those things are you're talking well, about. Well, that's it. what
1: they're talking about, bringing a alternative chick in and sharing her. Yeah. But... We found statistically that after you act on it, somewhere between the time the guy heads to the hamper to mop himself down with something, and uh, you head into the uh, den to catch the uh, last ten minutes of Sally, Jesse, Raphael, something happens. Some and chemical you- goes off, And in your it's head. usually a bad thing. Yeah. And the relationship has difficulty staying the course right. after that. Right.
3: Jealousies, okay. feelings you don't
1: anticipate...
3: Somebody develops feelings for somebody they don't expect. I mean, you're you're, you're putting yourself in a position to open up emotions that you don't anticipate. Okay. And uh, if you really value a relationship, leave that as a fantasy. But we're not saying it can't be done. We're, we're just saying, saying it can't be done. by we're, and large. We're not saying nobody's done it. We're not saying that... If you're not going to get married, you, you you know it might not still be. If you're having sort of a casual relationship, but I, there are reasons that that, that we have sort of the social standards we have. But my I, take is this as well. And, and there's this uh, sexually transmitted disease issue, of course. But go ahead. Yeah, you? that
1: one. Ray, uh, Rachel, here's what I think. I think the big problem is is you do it, and then it's a year and a half before you get to do it again. I think if you could keep them if they're lined up, you know. Why? out front of the bedroom and down the driveway well because if you you're going to have a fun swing and threesome like every weekend with a new person every weekend i think that would keep you going until the next weekend and the next weekend and the next oh, weekend that'd be a disaster it would that'd be a disaster all right rachel, rachel don't do uh-huh. it don't do it all right Okay. Okay. I don't don't know. As a matter of fact, I ran into somebody at a restaurant once who somehow was uh, we were introduced. And anyway, she knew who I was. And there were two girls. And she said, I'm married. And the other one said, I I have a long-term relationship. We have threesome swinging kind of things all the time. We always hear you knocking them. And we're here to tell you it works. Mm. But I... Yeah, you're right. Statistically, it's not going to work. That's yeah. all you can say. Yeah. I mean, you you got to yeah. It just
3: it, it's it's that chalk that up to seeing things in evolution. You know, it's like that's like the marijuana addict saying, "See, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've been smoking three years." Well, look at them at ten years when things really start to fall apart.
1: All right, but also you you got to try certain things. You have to make certain mistakes. Oh, the, the, and then you eventually move host, on and you I, get married feel, to someone else. I feel else. so strongly but
3: uh, And I bet you if we if we had a chance to interview those two people you talked to, you'd find out there really was something not right
1: there. Well, yeah, they're both wackos, no doubt about that. I uh, kept eating off my plate. Matt!
4: Hey! Hey! Dr. Drew, Professor Jack, let's have it. <laughs> Professor Jack?
1: <laughs> no, I'll take it. Go ahead.
4: Hey, I, I have a question for the doctor, but first I want to compliment you all. You all are a lot better than that other guy on the radio, Rush.
1: Well, thank you. (laughs) We're better than Rush Limbaugh.
4: So much. And I have a correction for the doctor, and I have a question for the doctor. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Dr. Drew, I have a question about the energy stack. Have you heard of it? Never heard of it. Okay. I I work in a pharmacy, and I've uh, made capsules up for people before. Right. And, And what it is, it's ephedrine, 50 milligrams. Great. Aspirin, 650 milligrams, and caffeine, 200 milligrams, which... You ground up into a powder and then put into the gelatin capsule. Beautiful. And they take this in the morning for energy. Yeah, yeah. And I was wondering, how safe is it?
3: I, I, ephedrine is uh, can raise That's your roto, blood pressure. And, yeah. It's, it's profoundly, uh, It has a profound potential to raise your blood pressure rather substantially. Aspirin obviously can erode your stomach and cause ulcers. And caffeine, I don't see a big problem yeah, with but, that. But the, but the only people that are going to be using the energy stack, I assure you, are, are addicts. And uh, it's just going to keep that addictive behavior going until they find something that actually does trigger their reward system. So
13: well, the
4: big the, time that comes around is like finals. Everybody wants an energy stack because it seems to keep them awake for hours.
1: Matt, Matt, have you had one of those tonight?
4: Uh, no, I have had an energy stack.
1: Really? I bet, I bet it's pretty uncomfortable feeling.
4: No, it just kind of, it's like drinking a couple jolts.
1: Yeah, okay. And Matt. Matt, what kind of pharmacy do you work at? And where, where are you, in Mexico? No, i mean Where they pharmacy. let you, like, experiment and make your... I mean, you're not a soda jerk, for Christ's sake.
4: I'm about 20 miles out of D.C.
1: And they just let you sit back there and experiment with the chemicals?
4: No, well, all the they're all it. over the counter, so yeah. I can just take them home and make them.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Right, they it's got a thriving there, business. There are people that abuse ephedrine, by the way, Matt, so uh, it's, it's but, not totally safe. That's a decongestant? Uh, not pseudoephedrine. Bronco- Ephedrine is bronchidine. <laughs> alpha stimulant what they call it. What does that? called. What, what's your other thing, Matt?
4: Well, the other thing is you were talking about syringes the other night. Right. Now you need a prescription to get them? Yeah, you don't need them? No. Uh, there's no federal law that says you have to have a prescription to get syringes. Well, in
3: this state where we're broadcasting from, I always write prescriptions, so I assume that's how my patients get them.
4: Because usually you can just go up to the pharmacy. Sometimes you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. They're just on the drawers. Just on the shelves in the store, you can just take the syringes. I, I
3: don't and think and that's. The, I, I don't know for a fact. All I know is that I write prescriptions an awful lot for syringes, and I don't think you can just pick them up here in California. But maybe
4: it could be it's state regulation. Yeah.
1: Man, man, I have an idea. Why don't you take uh, the energy stack, hook it up, and <laughs> put could, it in a I syringe, could. and then people could mainline your new product.
4: Yeah, I, I could drive it into solution. It wouldn't be that difficult.
1: Yes, I that's... Mean, I, I
4: got the Bunsen burner at home. Oh,
1: Matt, fantastic. Matt, Matt, Matt.
4: Matt. I mean, a little 15cc, something like that.
1: All right. The, the call's being traced now, Matt. We're uh, alerting the uh, ATF members, and they're uh, converging on your home as we speak.
4: Oh, my dad's a cop. It's no problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Very reassuring. Matt. Matt? Yes. Be careful. Cool. All right. See you, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Larry.
14: Yeah. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Hi, Adam.
1: What's up? Hi.
14: Yeah, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah,
1: Larry.
14: Yeah. Um,. About two years ago, um, I'm a bodybuilder, and I've been, uh, I, you know, I shave my chest and stuff. And one day I was pinching on my nipples, and uh, I guess what my mom said was milk came out, and I was, I was lactating.
1: I, I was going to say it was a bubble and crude, but that was the whole
3: uh, Beverly Hillbillies thing. Either you have a rather significant medical
1: problem, or you're taking steroids.
14: No, I've never taken a steroid. In fact, I've never taken a drug in my life.
1: Could he be mm. a woman and not know it? Larry, <laughs> no, it was, Larry. <clears throat> what? Jock check. Look down your shorts. Make sure there's something there. No, they're, they're, Everything is. The equipment you,
14: is uh, all there. Larry,
3: no, Larry, no, no, no. There's there are prolactin secreting tumors, low thyroid. These are all things that can predispose to that. You need to see a doctor as quickly as possible. Okay, it has nothing to do with male or female. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a, an endocrine disturbance. And okay. it's most commonly caused by medication. And if you're not on medication, no. it's some other hormonal disturbance and probably in order of likelihood uh, it, it could be nothing. I mean, there is, there is such a thing also. But you worry about thyroid, you worry about prolactin secreting. Yeah, I have, of a, the pituitary I have thyroid. a
14: twin brother, and he, has, he doesn't have that problem. But we have everything, and we're identical.
3: Yeah, I know. But
14: And uh, one other thing is that um, my family, not my immediate family, but some of my family also has... A, Graves' disease or hyperthyroidism,
3: right? And this this would be go, this would go along with hypothyroidism more than hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. And indeed, thyroid illness in general can run through families. So, so get it checked out. Okay? Could he be
1: pregnant, Drew? No,
3: Honestly, couldn't be pregnant. <clears throat> Normally, that that's actually the leading cause of lactation. I got to tell you,
1: Larry. Yeah, R- real real quick. Now sure you showed these... up in
3: your statistical sample, Adam.
1: Uh, relax over there, Drew. <laughs> Larry. Yeah. Larry, you're one of those big guys, you're shaving, you, you, you're all tan and everything? I look
14: good, yeah. Uh-huh. How,
1: how do the women like that?
14: Well, uh, I, I think it's all right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a girlfriend right now.
1: Yeah, okay. See, you've proven my point. It's the emaciated drug abusers that score all the chicks. I'm telling you, dr- uh, drop, the, uh, drop the weights and pick up a syringe.
14: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. All right, Larry? All right.
1: God bless you, and we'll be back.
11: You should call Love Line, one 800 love 191 Hello, Loveline. Love Line will be right back.
8: <laughs>
1: Okay, we're back. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number three one zero 854 4455 I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. And as promised, the hat test is forthcoming. (laughs) The uh, heterosexual aptitude test. So, kiddies, grab a pad and pencil. Let's... Work out your sexual proclivity on paper. Give yourself a point for every time you've urinated in the tub. Now, this does not count when showering. This is just the sign to urinate in the tub. But The plug has to, has to be plugged. No, no. No, all right. Does not... All right, give yourself an extra five points if it was plugged. That's a good one, Joe. Five points for every time you've eaten something off a lunch truck, a very manly trait. Add an additional point for every time you've made a meal out of something you've shot, trapped, or backed over. If you've named your penis, add five points. If you've named your buddy's penis, deduct twenty-five points. You up that one? Very important. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I gave uh, you know I gave it some thought. Add one point for every time you've barbecued. Add an additional point for every time you have slopped beer on whatever you were barbecuing. You know when you're loaded and you're out in the sun and you got that man, you got you're just wearing the towel, and everyone else is in the pool, and some guy comes around and you want to impress him a little, you always dump a little of the old Milwaukee on there. It makes it look like, you know, the fire spits up, and it really makes you look like you know what you're doing. Give yourself one point if you own one of the following items, or more of the following items, I should say. Gun rack. An issue of Big Brown Jugs, a Barbie Twins calendar, a bowling trophy, a vibrating electronic football game, a domestic beer can collection, a still, a hypoid saw, a roto hammer, a jack sledge, or waffle end framing hammer. Those are all big, all things I have. By the way, five points if you own a Playboy air freshener, ten if it's a penthouse air freshener. Uh, that was God, added. That's new. That, well, I that, thought that, about that, that one.
3: That thought was your your research team this week and came up with those stats.
15: Yeah, they oh, sent yeah. it in. I, yeah. They're
1: spread out all over the country. Point, uh-huh. but they—that was uh, that was one of their good ones. Yes, and God knows what those things smell like, by the way. But anyway, if you know the words to a college fight song, give yourself five points. If you've ever wiped yourself with a tube sock, five points. If the buddy's tube sock, deduct ten points. Another revision there. Uh, music. Give yourself a point for every one of these CDs you have in your collections. Five points if it's on eight track. Ted Nugent, Leonard Skinner, Black Sabbath, Guar, Molly Hatchet, Fog Hat, Megadeth, Billy Squire, 38 Special, Warrant, White Zombie, Crocus, Ozzy Osbourne, Danzig, BTO, White Snake, and finally, Thin Lizzy. Now, if you drive an El Camino, a Dually, a Stepside, or Steak bed pickup, give yourself five points. Add an additional 20 points if any of those vehicles have the No Fat Chicks license plate frame. That's another addition. That's a big point getter. And finally, naturally, if you've ever had a pal shave your ass, give yourself 50 points. Ugh. I'm sure it was on the wrong test. That's
13: <laughs> I don't know. Print.
1: I don't know. Something may be up with the computer. But. and it's back to the phones we goes Don. done Don, go away you're no good no more or whoever that song went allison
6: yeah hi adam hi dr drew hi um hi okay my problem is um that basically i haven't had my period for two months and um I'm still a virgin and stuff, and I've had my period for, like, three years now. Regularly? Yeah, regularly. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if, like, maybe I'm, is there something wrong, or I'm not sure.
3: Uh, probably not. I mean, for for women to have irregular periods or even to miss a period or two here and there is is completely normal. There are many many reasons that that, that can happen. Not the least of which is changes in your diet, exercise, stress. You lose a lot of weight; that'll do it, right? Yep, right. You're over over working out. That sort of thing can do it. Uh, there can be ovarian cysts. There can be just abnormalities of your your normal cycling that that naturally occur. There, what about elves in your crotch? Elves in your crotch would not do it. Oh, okay, I have to ask uh, you. you to can't understand. use that one, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, Alice, is there anything going on particularly?
6: Um, no, not really. I mean, I was. I, it, life has just been going normal for me and stuff, so I wasn't yeah. sure. If, you know.
3: if it goes more than about three months, you ought to see a doctor about it because there it, uh, it, it might be something going on that needs to be treated. But it is nothing you need to be cons- worried about. Okay, it's okay. very normal to have those kinds of changes. Okay.
6: Okay. okay one more question. Um, did you, Doctor Drew? Did you used to like uh, write for a magazine?
1: Oh, yeah, I did. Sassy? Young yeah. Miss yeah. Sassy. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Yeah. <laughs> okay yeah all right
16: thank you very all right much. Bye-bye. bye-bye
1: now was it the horoscope section i no, just say questions i attended questions at the same thing sassy questions for drew <laughs> oh a dream date did they do a dream date with drew no because they were going to run a uh a competition called watch adam stay home and masturbate but the <laughs> the, <laughs> the publishers got hold of that real quick yeah, and squelched it yeah they nipped it in the bud todd
13: yeah. Hey, Adam, hey Doctor
9: Drew. Hey, but,
1: you're on Loveline.
9: Yeah, I called in a, uh, I think it was like a week, maybe a week and a half ago, about getting burnt in a car accident. Oh yeah, that right. was you,
1: right? How you doing? Yeah,
9: um, I talked to my girlfriend. She came over. Everything was cool. She cried a little bit, you know. She saw me.
1: You were worried about what your girlfriend would think when she saw you. Yeah. Right.
9: right. All right. Well, she saw me and she didn't leave me. So. She right. Hanging out, and every day after school, she comes over, gives me my homework and stuff. Right. Um. I had a question about getting burnt around the testicle area. Mm-hmm. Did that just like ruin my shot at having kids or anything?
3: I'm not. A, I mean, you you just burned the skin, the
1: scrotum, right?
9: I think so.
1: Well, you'd know it if you burnt. You didn't burn the testicles off. It wasn't like you dropped a uh, boiler bag into something.
13: No, uh-uh, not like that.
1: It's not like the insides got cooked. No, I don't think so. All right. Are you still? Are you still?
3: Do you still have dressings over your burns? Huh? Do you still have dressing over most of your burns? Yeah. Where? Wh- what part of your body is covered?
9: Um, my leg, my right arm and right shoulder, that area. Yeah. Mostly the right side of my body. Yeah. That's about it, though.
3: Do you see it ever when they change the dressings?
9: Um. Not really. I don't really pay attention to it. Is it
3: that you don't want to look at it or what? Yeah, pretty much. You turn away. Yeah. Okay. When do they change the
1: dressings next?
9: Oh, I don't know. We're. My doctor wants us every, like every week, to go in there and check everything.
1: So. Right. And you have dressings
3: changed at that at that point. Yeah, pretty much. You're not doing daily dressing changes.
9: Um, my mom makes sure everything's okay, and if you see anything weird, she'll call the doctor.
3: But she's not way. taking everything off and putting sylvadine cream on it? Okay. She
13: does, yeah. She does that. Every day? Every day. Okay.
3: Now, when before she puts the sylvadine on, do you look at the wounds? No. Oh, you just don't want to look at it? No. Okay. And is anything going on in your groin? That, that any special problems down there?
9: It itches a lot.
3: That, that's the healing, usually.
13: Yeah.
1: Well, so, Todd, tomorrow when she comes in to change the dressing, you're going to have to sort of muster up the courage to have a look-see. Oh, yes.
3: You may. I mean, it's not that important. Eventually, it's going to have to. They, they can look pretty weird when they're putting all the creams and stuff on. They look a lot better later. Uh, they don't. I, I got
1: news for you. They don't look that great. I was looking at mine earlier today. I mean, you know, real, you know, normal, heath, healthy testicles. Mm. They're not pretty. I mean, just in a healthy state. That's good to know. <laughs> they're never going to be that attractive. Are, are you urinating freely? That kind of thing. Um. Yeah. You
3: don't have a catheter in or anything like that. No.
9: How long do you think it usually takes for all this stuff to go away?
3: The burns?
13: Yeah. Get like
3: Long time. Weeks and weeks and maybe months. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know what you've got going there, but burns take a lot of time to heal, and you may need some skin grafts and that sort of thing. Yeah. Is that being talked about at all? That's what they
9: were talking about. Yeah. yeah they were so talking about that my mom.
3: It right? takes, takes a lot of time to go through all that, so, but uh, just keep keep slogging through it.
9: There was something. When I went to Dr. Flayman two days ago, they stepped outside to talk to my mom about something. I don't know if something's up down there. I don't know.
15: That, well, down in your in your in your crotch
9: i all of, like where the burns are that were talking about, and they wouldn't let me know
3: and is that down in in your in your perineum is that i mean is that in that area where the worst burns are
9: yeah I, they say
1: now uh, yeah. how's how's the penis doing
9: it hurt for a while,
1: but it's fine, you can see it it's normal yeah all right well that that's the number one thing
13: uh-huh it's, it's no really big all
9: damage. right
1: that all right the penis is is paramount. I I should really get a windbreaker with that on the back of it. And the testicles are, you know, they're nice. But, uh, I don't know, they can even be a hindrance sometimes, you know.
3: be, Be aware that maybe that's just your worst fear. You know, And so whenever you hear them talking outside of your earshot, you think that's what they're talking about. You, really ought, to, you ought to ask them. I mean, it seems like after an accident like that, they'd give you an opportunity to talk to a psychologist or somebody to deal with the stress of, of having had a trauma like that. And I, I would step up and ask for that, Todd. I think it would really help you.
1: Yeah, and if it's any uh, consolation, whenever someone leaves the room and talks about me, I think they're talking about my testicles as well. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're not. Don't worry. Corey. It's you that's always talking about it. Oh, okay, that's me, I see. Corey, yeah, you're on Loveline.
8: Uh, hey, how's it going? Good. Okay, uh, here's my problem. Um, the other day, yesterday, I was uh, playing soccer with my friend, and uh, he kind of like missed the ball and hit me in the nads.
1: <laughs> right. Well, welcome to NAD Talk with your host Adam Carroll and Doctor Drew.
8: Okay, and uh, now when I ejaculate, it hurts.
3: Um, Get it checked out, Corey. It's probably not a big deal. You don't ejaculate blood or anything
1: like that, do you? Huh? You don't urinate or ejaculate blood? No. So you didn't have part of his cleat come out or anything, did you? No. Okay. Thanks, Adam. Not like a clump of sod or shoelace or anything? No. Okay. I have to ask. You understand? Oh, yeah. I understand.
8: So uh, just get it checked out?
3: Please do. It's probably nothing, but there's some things that can happen there that, that you would want to have a urologist.
1: Best have a urologist take a look at something like and that, okay? Corey, you got to wear a cup. Um... Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm wearing one right now. And we'll be back. Hello. This is my dog. His name's Dave.
11: Stay. 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 Roll over. Roll. Roll. No way. No Love Line will be right back. Stay. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention because there's a special toll free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down or put it in your cell phone 1 800 652 3707. That's 1 800 652 3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing end. Student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707
1: yes this is adam carolla he is dr drew the phone number for love line 1-800-LOVE-191 the fax number 310-854-4455 faxes Like the one that's in Drew's hand right now. Yeah, this is
3: a guy, Harold R. from Illinois. He's 35 years old, eight weeks of intermittent cough, blood in his stool, on and on and on, a small, bizarre black sore on the underside of his tongue. Uh, He's bisexual and has engaged in risky sex over the years. Uh, This this whole scenario sounds extremely concerning to me. I mean, uh, intermittent cough with maybe some shortness of breath. And somebody who's at risk for HIV is an HIV-related illness until proven otherwise. God knows non-healing sores can be tumors. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute.
1: That is an
3: HIV-related yeah, un- illness? Until proven otherwise. That's where your doctor's going to think about it. It's got to be proven not to be that.
1: If you have this combination of problems. If, if, you
3: have a, if you are losing weight, if you're having night sweats, if you're having diarrhea, blood in the stool, shortness of breath, funny growths anywhere, and you are at risk, you got you gotta rule that out first. Isn't Blood in the Stool a John
1: Mellencamp song? Possibly. Uh did he say shortness of breath or you just toss I, that in I'm there? I'm tossing that in there Oh well for Christ's sake, Drew, you can't do that. Left. You can't toss shortness of breath into no, no well, a I'm... Do, I'm... I'm,
3: I'm, look, I'm doing it. Look, th- this is enough for me to be worried about HIV in this particular guy. Okay. I'm just saying in general, right. if that's there, people need to be All right. right. Well, and
1: the point is, is he's had a risky
3: Look, it could be sex. T- it could and, and be, right. That- but it could be a million other things. could be TB. It could be a million other things. So, I mean, it, it's, it's just, it could be nothing. But he has to get it checked.
1: But the worst thing you can do, without trying to sound like a public service message here, is <laughs> think you may have something so you don't do it. I right. I mean, so you don't go look into it. Right. So you don't go get the tested meanwhile it gets worse right meanwhile you you have the opportunity to spread it on to uh, loved ones perhaps right or even loved ones you only knew for one night but either way you're spreading around the disease you're getting worse yourself and these days with all the drugs and whatnot if they get this stuff early i mean i don't know then they they get
3: hiv yeah absolutely Uh, that can be improve the outcome it looks like although that still has yet to be proven frankly i know if i had an hiv i document HIV, whether I had no. HIV-related illness or not, I would go get on as many antiviral drugs as I could tolerate. You want to
1: say something now, Drew? No. No?
3: no, no. Oh, okay. But you can go All home right. and think that I have that, too. I, go ahead, Adam. No,
1: I know you got the i know you got the happies.
13: <laughs> so yeah, I'm feeling you a little happy I you pack tonight.
1: this one on, too. All right, let's get to the calls real fast here. What call do you want, Drew? Maybe that's I uh, love me. when he points. Lance. Yeah. You're on Love Line.
8: Um, hi, Adam. Hi, you Hi, Lance. Yeah, um, I'm on the track team, and I was thinking about getting
1: on anabolic steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: this is easy. Don't do that. Real
1: bad. What's your event, Lance. I'm in the mile and the two in the 800. Is that? I mean, it would seem like steroids would be good for a hundred yard dash and the shot put and right, stuff like that. But the long distance
3: stuff, probably not. But at 15, it can it can cause your bones to stop growing, you can close the plates that uh, cause you to grow and they be, be stunted. Uh, I and mean, we don't even know all the potential side effects that can uh, that can happen to 15 year old. Can affect your brain chemistry. I mean, it's really a serious mistake. Those drugs were never meant to be used on healthy people. Lance,
13: yeah.
1: Did you hear the doctor? Yeah. Good luck. Don't do it.
13: This is Love Line on Radio Station.
1: All right, let's get the phone numbers out again, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, the fax number 310-854-4455, and Drew has just had something handed to him. Usually here it's a, a cup of coffee, but this may have to pertain to the show. Although, if they handed to be one of those, I'd be happy to. Uh,
3: this, is, this is vindication for me. I'd mentioned that I have to write prescriptions for people when they want to get syringes, and I didn't think right. it was possible to... To uh, yeah, for people to get syringes. And for me,
1: too, because I went on a whole long tirade about the government not getting right. these things to people right. or making them accessible.
3: so says, just because hypodermic syringes are over-the-counter without a prescription doesn't mean it's legal. Matches consult 4149 Business and Professional Code, which states it's illegal to be in position of a hypodermic syringe without a prescription.
1: And the guy... Thank you, and good night. <laughs> the guy who, was, uh, who, who called in was working at a uh, Tijuana pharmacy anyway and mixing up he his was, own batches working, of things. He's working in Washington, D.C., <laughs> Come on. All right. All right let, me, let me set you this up. This point like a monkey. I love when you do that. Kristen.
16: Yeah. No, my name's Crystal.
1: Oh, sorry, Crystal. Oh,
16: it's okay. Yeah, all right. Whatever.
1: Whatever. My name's really Alan. Okay. Okay. Whatever.
16: Okay, whatever. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. All right. Okay, is it common practice for like guys to shave themselves like down there or does that mean that there's something wrong with
3: them it's a peculiar
1: practice wait, wait, which side the front side right that's very bizarre yeah the, the back side that's it's un- unthinkable
13: that's gross <laughs> Chris, no,
1: crystal it. you mean shaved clean or just a grooming yes.
16: shaved
1: clean let me tell you something about guys no, okay
16: but like He said that he shaved, like, all of it before, and he's like, but then I look like a little kid, so he just, like, let the top part of it grow, and, like, he shaved, like, underneath.
1: All right. The guy's got a lot of time on his hands, (laughs) obviously, and God knows what else on his hand. I did that once when I was in high school because I had this theory, you know, I'm not religious, but I am very superstitious Uh for the same reason I don't carry the condom in the wallet. I think that's, like, the curse, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I'll never get laid if I carry around a condom. It's bad luck. Just get to the story. I, this I can't believe. I shaved my nether regions when I was like, I don't know, 17 years old. Yeah. Because I figured this would up my chances of having sex. Because, you know, you shave yourself and then, God forbid, there you are. Boom, you're naked in front of somebody, embarrassed as hell. You see what I'm saying? I see. So, so it's like it's like reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. I see. That's right. Is that really the only reason? <laughs> Are you talking about the crabs? No, I kidding? no, I didn't have crabs. He may have crabs though. And Drew doesn't have herpes.
16: <laughs> okay.
1: But I did it. Didn't work. It all it grew back. And <laughs> it grew back. To I looked like uh, Bernie from Room Two Twenty Two before yeah. I actually got sex.
16: Well, because like my friend said that you could have they probably do it because they might have like some sort of disease.
1: Crabs. Crabs. Yes. Yes.
16: So if you shave it. Down there,
3: then the crabs go away. Uh, not really. No, they hide somewhere else and come back down there later.
16: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like when your home is devastated by an earthquake, you move out onto the lawn. Uh huh. But you, you don't go away with the dump truck. You go back you, in the house. You go back in the house, but if there's no house. You just sleep on the lawn.
13: Okay. You with Thanks, me? Kristen. Yeah, I get it. Good
1: luck. Sounds kind of weird to me, but uh, you care to list other bizarre. I want to let them out sort of incrementally throughout the, the the months if they'll have me here on this show. You know, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to I don't want to spill all the beans in one evening. I, I, a lot of people have done that. I didn't get a razor out or anything. I just gave myself a nice trim, and I figured this would bring on sex. It's another I, I ill-fated what, attempt at sex.
3: I, I mean, you know, throughout history, man have done bizarre rituals in an attempt to bring on good fortune. I just wonder what the ones were that mm-hmm. you've engaged in over time.
1: A lot of cultures. I mean,
3: I, I'm sure, the you know, the Greeks didn't typically do that as a way of uh, consulting an oracle. Oh, yes, the oracle wouldn't uh, tell them to do that as a way of bringing yes, good fortune.
1: Yes, uh, Chavis uh, Zacharias. <laughs> Did that? Sure. Yeah. Well, some cultures do like a rain dance. I did a shave dance. That's the point. And let me tell but you, I'm something. just concerned about what other rain dances you might have done. All right. True. Relax over there, Mister uh, Glasshouse. <clears throat> let me explain to you about the crab. The uh, well, the crab like a lie. Lie or lies? Yeah. Right. yeah. These things are indestructible. Right, that's right. A friend of mine had them. And I know you're saying I had them, but I didn't. I wish I had the opportunity to contract venereal diseases when I was in high school. I just didn't get sex. But a friend of mine who did have this opportunity got the craft. right. And we took one off of him, or he took one off of him, I and so. we, we captured this crab. We were like uh, you know, you Marlon with the, Perkins with and Jim. Yeah. And we took this thing, and I said, I figured out that ammonia would kill anything. Right. I was putting ammonia in a squirt bottle. It would kill roaches. It would right. kill ants. I mean, picture being doused in ammonia. We yeah. put a drop of ammonia yeah. onto this crab on the bathroom counter. Yeah. The thing just walked right out of it, yeah. left a trail of ammonia behind it, and just mm. kept going. I think it, like... Flip me the bird or something as it went on. So they were totally indestructible. You have to get that special T-111. Right.
3: Well, there's a number of stuff now that's filled, but I think our
1: screener just got the Ah. gist of what you've been talking about. (laughs) All right. Very provocative. Michael. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hey, guys. (laughs) You got a question?
14: Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, first I want to say that you guys are great.
1: Thank you.
10: And also to thank you, Adam, for the talc idea.
1: Oh, yes. I just picked up a big vat of it today. I was, I was telling Drew on the phone. Drew, did I not call you yes. earlier this yes. afternoon? Yes, he was concerned
3: about his talc supply. I
1: said, I'm, I'm going to save on. I'm getting some more talk. you need anything? It's a fact. He did.
3: <laughs> and he, but the, the, the great part of the conversation was, was his shock that he had ever run out of talc this was it this was the moment of truth for you yeah i was
1: really in a quandary michael yes yes
10: um i have a question for the doctor
1: yeah michael what's up
10: um is it normal for uh i can i can twist my my right testicle like three two or three times is that normal
3: in the in the scrotum yes like spin it around yeah um yeah, I guess that's normal. I mean, I, I it seems a little peculiar. I, they certainly can spin around once,
10: but it's only the the right side.
3: Yeah, I I don't know. that you have to worry about that? Does it does it? Does it no, I don't think you have to worry about that necessarily. Well, Mike, Michael, yes, yeah, out of work. Huh?
13: Sorry,
3: yeah, out of work. No. By the way, I wouldn't do that very much because you can twist off the blood supply of the well, testing. Excuse. Michael, no, no, no. I want you to listen real carefully to that because that is a fact. You can stay twisted and then cut off the blood supply, and the damn thing can die.
13: Okay. Uh, okay. Michael, yeah.
1: there's something called uh, origami. Uh huh. You should look into it. <laughs> the man has too much time. Evidently, a lot of people do. I never you knew. You did too, for that matter. Oh, Drew, that was all part well, of a ritual. But but listen, I I didn't know you could do that. But I guess you could because the the testicle just has what the one cord. The cord,
3: yeah. There, There is a tent little thing that tethers
1: it down the base there. Too. How would you know when you made a lamp? Because it's sort of... Uh, it's,
3: I I wonder if he's actually doing that, it's, frankly. It's,
1: it's sort of symmetrical, isn't it? I mean, there's
3: it'd be hard to there's tell. A, there's a cap on it. And if you knew where the cap was, you'd feel that come pass.
15: Ray. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm just taking out oh, itch right now. Anyhow, hi, I'm Dr. Drew and Adam. Hey,
1: Ray. Ray, what are you doing now?
15: Oh, I... I about the two last colors, i yeah. just taking an itch from the shaving. Yeah,
1: I know. My my, my groin itches and my nuts hurt.
15: Yeah, it's hurting real bad. <laughs> uh, t- for a quick comment to you, Adam, on your hedgerow test, mm-hmm. I scored about over a 300, so yeehaw on that
1: one. Oh, you are a lot of man because <laughs> it was only possible. Uh, well, I guess you could have gone up that high. All right. Yeah. All right, you're all man, right? Go ahead.
15: Anyhow, I've been involved with this um, girl now for a couple years, and... Uh, we live together. We are engaged to be married. Mm-hmm. And before we were involved in a relationship, she uh, had a relationship with a female. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually didn't know about this till like a year down our um, road when we were together because she, she was really afraid to mm-hmm. express this in our relationship. Um, but she expressed, it, and I was very open-minded to it because uh, you know, I care for her and I was very, you know, Concern about her past as well, and uh, but now time down the road, she has expressed that her feelings for or her attractions toward her females mm-hmm. and you know when we like see one somewhere, she might make a comment, "Oh, she has nice legs or nice butt or you know right and and my, my concern is,
1: why don't you start doing that when you see a guy? Just to ah, kinda throw it her. <laughs> hey, look at the basket on that dude.
15: No, nah, no, thank you. Anyhow, um is is there you know, is the by being bi is that for this female to be by? Well I mean is that I mean I'm kinda you know, shut and shut
1: I I understand. Can you put her on the phone? Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell her to take her pinky out of your ass and put her on the phone. I hear her I hear her there doing God knows what to you.
15: Okay, here she is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hello? Yes. Hello. What is your real name?
12: What is my real name? Yes. Any
1: Kim. Name? Kim. Uh-huh. Kind of, a, kind of a lesbian name. Kim, you're going to be listening tomorrow night when I give the LAT test, yeah. the lesbian aptitude test, because that will really, uh, that will be the tail of the tape, as they say. Okay. That will be the litmus test to find out if you guys can have a relationship but, or but not. let's
3: see if we can help them tonight. All
1: right. Uh, I'm just sort of plugging it. That's what you do. You That's good
3: radio, Drew. Indeed, that is.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I but. love to see the control room bust up whenever I mention good radio. Uh, okay, now, now Kim. Yeah. How badly do you want another woman? Well, every now and then. Mm-hmm. I get the desire really bad. Mm-hmm. But it depends a lot on the woman. Right. How because. many? Wait. How many women have you had before you met Ray? Did you just experiment, or did you have a relationship?
12: Probably about nine.
1: How old were you when that, How old were you when that started?
12: Um, casually, or or as like a real relationship? No,
3: that it ever
1: started. That you ever had? Casually. In, in,
3: in any context.
12: Probably about twelve.
1: Yeah. Okay. Drew's and, going the abuse route. Go yeah, ahead, Drew. And how old was the person you had sex with then at twelve?
12: Um, thirteen.
1: Yeah. And, what do you mean? Yeah, don't get well, that. No, you thought she was going to say Janet Reno or n- something. N- no,
3: it could. I, I thought she was going to say that or a peer because because a young teenager will typically go who has been abused themselves will typically go out and abuse other of their peers and younger. Okay, and so I, 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 you're you're sort of at the margin there at twelve, where where it's it's kind of quasi abuse and what what, well, what. It was just
12: sort of playing around when I was
1: twelve.
3: Well, e- either either you're you're gay. That's already on a cart. You can't. You can't do that again, Adam. <laughs>
1: all all right. of a sudden, I got involved with the show. My, I wish you could have seen that. I went, huh? Hey, Mike, what's going on? He said, "Gay." <laughs> Either you're gay, you're gay. all and, right. And
3: that was the beginning of that. Uh, that those feelings, and you really haven't fully come to grips with that, or you were enticed into something by somebody who'd had their boundaries violated at a young age, and it sort of disrupted, created some ambivalence in yourself. I don't know which it is. I mean, it's, you know...
12: Well, because I'm really attracted to both women and
13: men.
3: But the, here's the, here's the sort of the acid test question, and that is
1: when you're in a committed relationship... Why is it any different yeah. than him being attracted to another woman or you being attracted to another man? Or containing those impulses if you have them. Right. I mean, what Drew's saying is you're in a committed relationship, so you cannot... Or you can be, but you can't act on your attraction toward others. Yeah. I mean... Anne, producer Anne, I, I know. I she know wants she you. digs me. She yeah. really wants you? Right. Yeah, oh yeah. But she's, she's married and she doesn't act on it. And I know it takes every fiber of her will. Every it really ounce does. of. <laughs> God,
13: you've read me.
3: Especially
1: now that. I... What, what do those little things look like? Carrots that just came out of her mouth. <laughs> I think that's oh. called vomit. Especially now that I'm sporting the uh, cheesy, bad teenager mustache. I know it takes every ounce of will she possesses. And sometimes I'll I'll see her just snapping that rubber band she keeps around her thigh just to keep herself in line. And that's why I usually scurry out of here right after the show, because I don't want to torture the poor thing. But the point is is she doesn't act on it, because she's in a committed relationship.
12: But would it be so bad if I did?
1: No. As a matter of fact, there'd be some money in it for you. Kim?
3: So I mean that that's really the issue here is I mean if if you are not ready to be in a committed relationship you sh- you got to admit that now before you guys really get too far into this. If you're gay, you need to begin to deal with those feelings and what that means for you. It's a very tough thing for people to to come to grips with sometimes. But uh, don't get married if you are ambivalent. If you're not clear on what you want, what you want out of a relationship, what you want out of a out of a marriage, don't do it. Okay?
12: Well, I'm really committed to him.
1: Well, then, right. Then this well, should be if you're an really issue. committed to him, uh, then, then you won't screw around. Yeah, we don't have to worry about and, it. But. And like I said, you just you have to look at it. Is fooling around with anybody, be it man, be it woman, be it be it beast, be you know the neighbor's uh, Shetland pony would be considered yeah. a no-no. Yeah. Although it would make a good video. No, and there goes that's not Drew's high horse. <laughs> that was the Shetland pony, John.
14: Hey guys, how are you
1: doing? Hey, oh. you're good, John.
14: Oh gosh, I got a problem here. Mhm. I'm a newlywed and we've been playing really, really well lately. But something happened. Uh my wife asked me to come to the bedroom uh 2 nights ago and uh she told me to pull her butt cheeks apart and there's a hemorrhoid there and she says I gave it to her. <laughs>
1: How did you do that
14: uh, well, anal sex, I think i
1: was yeah, gonna guess that, said. okay, well,
3: that's how you gave it to her then. <laughs> that's but what uh, she says the only other way would be pregnancy probably
14: is that how can that happen? Or? Yes, that can happen. Uh, well, what did I do about it? I mean it yeah. doesn't hurt her or anything, but is it gonna be problematic in the in the future
1: could he use his penis much like they you know in those old those old uh, warships when they would pack the cannons I,
3: I wish so much we were on TV right now. <laughs> Because the, the visual there was really something. Uh, you, you had to see both hands yeah. moving it up. I don't think we just sit here.
14: <laughs> what should I do? I mean, Or she should do, really. I think
3: she should get some anusol cream, and she ought to leave it at that. And I think you guys ought to cease the behavior because she can get some pretty serious
1: uh, rectal disease. Well, again. she
14: had a really good time with it, though. Well, All right. But, John, dental, you got you yeah. got
1: to use a lot of lubrication. Are you using that?
14: Well, We used a lot. I mean, we were trying to be careful in everything, and well. we were having a good time.
1: I don't know I would say next time you Pick go for
14: origami huh
1: listen what yes, do you say origami <laughs> no next I was going to say next time you go over to her folks' house to your in-law's house and you guys are eating there yeah a- ask the folks what they think I mean ask them if there's some kind of home remedy perhaps explain to them what happened and w- and-, and how it manifested itself and what you could do about it and see if you could get some input.
14: Ah, uh, I guess <laughs> And wear
3: a bulletproof vest.
14: Uh, that'll work.
1: All right, John.
14: Find another guy?
1: John? No, no. no John? No, just origami. John? Yeah. Be careful where you put your wand. Yeah, if you're if you're getting a hemorrhoid, you really have to back off certain behaviors. If you're hurting anybody anywhere,
3: they avoid things that cause pain. Very simple. Yes. Very good, Drew. Don?
6: Hello?
3: You're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. Hi, Dr.
17: Drew.
3: Hey, Don?
6: Um,
17: is this, right, is this the same Don
3: we we tried to talk to earlier? Yeah, uh-huh. and
17: I got a dial tone. Uh-huh. I got disconnected somehow. Um, okay, I've been going out with my ex-boyfriend. Well, I had been going out with him for a year and four months, and I was totally in love with him, and I still love him a lot. But recently, last Friday, he cheated on me. Mm. Um, and it's hard. Um,
3: what what exactly was the circumstance?
17: he that night i had asked him to go out with me i told him you know let's go do something he's like no i'm just gonna stay home and he lives with his friend and i guess um he just went out with this girl and he got with her and i found out through friends he he was
3: planning that
17: i i don't know if he was planning it but i has he ever
3: done it before
17: not that I know of.
3: Adam, what do you think the chances are that he's going to do it again?
17: Oh, mm,
1: I'd say like a hundred and a hundred and ten percent. That's about what I'd say. Uh, let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this: How'd you find out about it?
17: Um, I found out through a friend, through a friend, but I confronted him about it, and he admitted it.
1: Mm-hmm. And now this was your ex-boyfriend who you had started a relationship with again.
17: No, I'm not back with him. We've been hanging out, and I told him, you know, I, I I still love him with all my heart. Yeah, but
1: it's not really cheating if it's your ex-boyfriend. No,
17: but I was with him. I broke up he's with him ex- the day I found out. Right,
1: because of this, he's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm girl.
3: sorry. I, um, yeah. And she's wondering now that he's kind of coming back around, should she get back yeah, with him? I
17: mean, he's been bringing me flowers. And he's
13: she's just oh, asking for the same problem all over again. Yeah.
17: He, called, he called the girl and told her that it was a big mistake, and it <laughs> meant nothing to him, and that he was still in love with me, and I was there. Were you
1: there for that phone call? I was there when he called her. While he was uh, talking. Talking to the <laughs> No, I was, <laughs> I was talking to the guys at Domino's who were completely confused. They delivered a pizza to uh, Pakistan now because of that conversation. Uh, Don, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I mean, one time isn't much, and right. the guy's giving her know. flowers and blah, 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 blah. But, I don't know, producer Ann, what do you think? Get rid of him. We don't know. We really don't know. The,
3: the probability is He'll you're asking for. The, yeah, you're, you're probably asking for the same thing so all over. So
6: why let the suffering just continue? Get it over with. Yeah.
1: All right, Don. All right. There are plenty of guys out there who don't plan on cheating. I guess. <laughs> I, I, I guess that. too. I was just saying that they're in the mental institutions, but we'll be back.
11: Oh, Love
18: Hey, yeah, you're I know. You're listening to Classic Love Line. You're like, oh, crap, they stopped and commercials are running. Well, this isn't a commercial. This is something more important than that. This is about IFC's Spoils of Babylon, which will hit your eyeballs on Thursday, January 9th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not even Christmas yet, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about January 9th? But if I don't tell you now, you'll forget, because you'll be so drunk and ridiculous over Christmas, you won't remember this. So put it in that freaking phone you yours right now. The Spoils of Babylon featuring Kristen Wig, Toby Maguire, Will Ferrell, Jessica Alba. Oh, Jessica Alba. DVR, get ready. Val Kilmer, Haley Joel Osment, Tim Robbins, Michael Sheen, and about a gazillion other people. It premieres on IFC Thursday night, January 9th, and there's going to be two back-to-back episodes. I hope Jessica Alba's in both of them because, well, you know, you need that kind of material for the cold winter months. Anyway, you're going to go back to Classic Loveline in just a second. But right now, get that damn phone out and put this in your calendar. Watch IFC Thursday, January 9th. Spoils of Babylon with naked Jessica Alba. Am I making that part up? Probably, but you'll have to watch and see.
12: Hi, this is Pamela Siegel and I urge you to listen every night to the best show on the radio,
7: Love Line, with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew.
1: Yeah, she is such a sweet little nymph fat. She's she's not actually a full woman. I mean I think if you had sex with her and you were keeping a tally, she'd be like she'd count as a half. He actually had her and her sister. But she's very cute. She's darling. And yes, I am. Crowley is Dr. Drew on the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number 310-854-4455. She, of course, is going to be in Sergeant Bilko and was from Bed of Roses, which I saw, which I thought was just ridiculously bad. (laughs) I, I hate to say it. But it was just as corny as a movie ever gets. Mm. The one woman had been like sexually abused maybe they kinda maybe and they like skirted over it, which was a really chicken ass yeah. thing to do and and it was just the way Hollywood approaches people yeah. Yeah. that have been sexually abused right. or physically abused or verbally abused, which is a really good looking and they have really good jobs and, and if right. you can give them enough uh, flora. If you can right. drop off enough flowers at their house, so well, that'll make up for for, for the trauma. For the past. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't. I yeah. didn't see the end of it. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's why I thought they bit off more than they could chew. And they, I didn't they, have the sound up, so I'm I'm trying to be fair, but and it was in fast motion. And it was in fast motion. I just can't. You know, if it's in the VCR, the sound is not up. That's. I have certain rules, <laughs> and I'm going to stick by them. Teresa.
2: Yeah.
1: You're on Loveline.
2: Hi. Um. This is kind of an odd
19: question for you guys, but, like, um, what do guys really enjoy about um, girls going down on them? Well,
13: duh.
3: <laughs>
1: Should I go first, Drew? You, you can go
3: exclusively.
1: Because I... Now, everybody loves blowjobs. Pizza, here we go again. No, no, I'm not going to give the pizza analogy, but all guys love them. But I think I could run for mayor of uh, Blowjobville. As you know, I'm packing up and moving to Boobville uh, later on in the week. But I really think I like them even more than most guys do. And that's a lot because I know how much most guys enjoy them. Uh, It's a twofold thing. One, there's somebody touching your penis and it's not you, which is a really exciting notion. Number. (laughs) Thank you for the campy music. Number two, it's a sort of. Guys like to be in charge sexually, they really do. It's one of those things. And with the exception of the anal sex, this is number two. Hold on. Let me pull the chart down. Yes. Anal sex would be the number one. I'm that... doing the driving. Blowjobs are like number two because, A, first of all, there's no talking back when there's a penis in your mouth. And the, so you, it's the degradation of the female? That there's you... a certain degradation. Oh, come on. Yes. That's what? A, that's... I'm, I'm listen listen drew this is a collage do you understand there's never not one thing that makes up someone's sexual preference there's not one thing that makes up uh, what someone enjoys physically there's a great physical satisfaction there there's an emotional thing I mean it, and also it's uh, how else could you say I love you screw flowers this is the ultimate I love you sacrifice this is the ultimate sacrifice I mean you, you don't want it from like grandma or anything like that on your birthday but what I'm No, no, I thought that went out. But what I'm saying is, is yes, if someone has, if you have your penis in someone's mouth, what more could they do for you? What more? I mean, unless they're like putting a spit shine on your boots or something at the same time. And so that's what guys like about it. Engineer Mike is nodding away. (laughs) What can can girls
19: do to make it funner for the girl?
1: Uh, get it over with quick. (laughs) <laughs> dip it in chocolate, engineer Mike says, or just uh, rolled around in jimmies. I don't know. I think you have to like it, and if you don't like it, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty tough road to hoe. And in which case, you just sort of do the best you can for what you think is a long enough period of time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is this you have a boyfriend?
19: No, I have ex boyfriend.
1: Ex boyfriend.
19: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, just just sort of bear with it. Then don't do anything you don't want to do. Okay. <laughs> Unless I tell you to. <laughs> All right, Teresa? Okay. Yeah, good luck with the blowjob. Drew, what do you like? I hmm. like uh, this call here. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I want to know about the blowjob.
13: Nah. You
1: enjoy that. Come on, you take one. <laughs> Robert. Yes? You're on Loveline. Hi, um,
8: um, I have two questions. One, I have a girlfriend and I'm attracted to girls, that I like getting blowjobs. Get screwed from behind with my legs in here and stuff. I'm also attracted to the bottom of guys' feet because I like to suck toes too.
1: Wait a minute. Uh-huh.
8: So the question is, am I gay or like what? I
1: mean, you're gay. Um.
8: Because I've had relationships with girls too. Uh
1: huh.
3: And, and with guys.
8: Mhm.
1: But the, yeah. Well, who have you had more relationships with? Kind of like fifty-fifty. Uh huh. Did you take the GAT test the other night? Yeah. Uh huh. How'd you fare?
8: Wait. Let me get. Th- I think I got like.
1: Okay, yeah. run over to the run over to the file. Uh look under gay. I don't oh, you don't have it in front of you. I got a
8: 72.
1: 72? Yeah. <laughs> Drew. Yeah. I told you that was a bogus
3: call, didn't I? Know. I know. I thought it was bogus too. We let it go too long. We. Oh, well, I I could have I, I could have I you gave to... you that. Hey, yeah. this is bogus. Look, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't.
1: I didn't return it. No, but you did I was not... thinking it was bogus. I but... tossed you the bogus ball. Yeah. You yeah. did not toss it back. Yeah. And Drew, you. Well, the usually... reason being,
3: the reason being is he sounded peculiar enough that if it was somebody really disturbed, mm-hmm. I don't want to accuse them of, it, of making up the call and just leaving it. Right. So I wanted to let it go a little further. Well, we're like far. the
1: fire department here. We. Do not have the luxury to sit around and say, "Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't think that one is," because someone could burn in a house. Right. We have to go out exactly. and check it out. Right. And once in a while, we get fooled and have to come home and uh, eat cold food because right. we picked up and left. But that's our job here. Damn it! And we're not ashamed, are we? I don't know. But they're dancing around the control room. Yeah, what's going on over there? All right. What? Well, what, man? What's the deal?
6: Uh, he stayed on the line. Oh, really? So we picked it up and told him what we thought of him. Oh, good.
1: Great. Ah, right well, nice touch. A little poetic justice. Amy.
6: Hi, Adam, Dr. Drew.
1: Hey. Amy.
6: I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, I have constant vaginal discharge. Uh huh. And it's just it's like every day. It's not a constant flow, but it's there constantly. Like
1: a clear discharge? <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask a quick discharge related question. How far away from your vagina does it have to get to be discharged? Does it have to get out? Yeah, you wouldn't know it was there otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't try to make me feel like an idiot, Drew, but the point is, is where does it go? I mean, how far does it have to get? It's enough to be noticed. Okay, so it can't just be moisture up in there, like if you're having sex or something like that. No, it needs to show up on the underwear, basically. Underwear, or like yeah. the sheets or the right. dog or something, whatever's right. gotten down there, okay. Right, right.
3: and that can be normal, Amy. Oh,
19: really? Right?
3: I mean, some women just have a heavier discharge than others, and some don't have any, some have it all the time. Is it something that appeared suddenly?
6: No, I've had it for a while. Forever,
3: forever, basically. Since, since puberty, right?
6: I'm sorry, what?
3: Since puberty, since you started having periods?
6: I guess.
3: Yeah, and that would be normal. You, I mean, I
20: guess.
3: Are you sexually active? No. There are, you've never had sex before? mm there are. There are vaginal infections that could occur without sexual activity, and so it probably ought to be checked out just to be sure, but it is certainly nothing you need to be concerned about, okay? Because mm-hmm. it, it can be
1: normal.
2: Yeah.
1: And All right, Amy. Part of uh, the next 30 or 40 years. <laughs> Great. Don't worry, menopause is right around the corner. Teresa? Nay, hey, you're on Loveline.
6: Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Teresa. Hi.
1: Teresa, what's up?
6: Um, well, I just started the birth control pill about two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Actually, this is the start of my third cycle. Uh. And um, today, um, like I felt this morning, it was like a tingling in my leg, like in the upper thigh. I'm not
3: sure I heard you correctly. Did you say two weeks ago?
6: I, I started the pill two weeks ago. And when
3: you say your third cycle, what do you mean by that?
6: Well, I mean like the third week.
3: Third week. You're not I, taking the, the triphasic where it's a different color every week? No. Okay. What kind of pill are you taking?
6: Um, a, a dem, demulin or... Demulin, okay. Um, so just started today like a tingling in my leg, and I was just wondering if... Both legs? No, just one. And it's up in the like in the upper thigh. And it's not like constant. But yeah.
3: It's just... How about how's your calf? Any swelling there or anything like that? No. I mean the one, the one sort of very, very unusual, particularly for your age, but but really serious complication that a pill can cause, is uh, a, a clot in the veins in the leg, and they, that will usually manifest as pain and swelling in that leg. Uh, Ortho unfortunately, has been more slightly more associated with that than some of the other pills. Uh, the tingling probably is nothing. I mean, who knows? You get all kinds of fluid shifts when you get on the pill. You feel bloated, too? Yeah. Yeah, and so that can create little nerve entrapments and things. They where do, can, Where's your fluid shift from? From outside, the in the external world, into your body. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, from the tub or from,
1: from the shower, okay. wherever. It needs, what, needs where, to enter through your mouth. Okay. I'll okay. See. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Um,
6: yeah. Also, um, I started, like, you know how you can have um, bleeding, but it's not part of your period.
1: Correct. They yeah. call that spotting. By the spotting way, spotting or mid cycle well, bleeding.
6: It's not spotting, but it's like real bleeding. Had it for over a week now.
13: Like
3: it's just sometimes that'll settle down the second or third actual cycle of pills that you go through.
1: So hang with it, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good luck. And isn't it true that they get they derive the hormone from the uh, pregnant mare's the original, urine? The original hormones. They do, yeah, they do. Now, could you just go have a horse urinate on you and have achieved basically the same effect? Ro? Oh, With sure. Would that not be sure. sound medical oh, yeah. practice? No,
3: no. Everyone knows that would be just perfectly normal so and, you, and, and 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 very effective too.
1: So you recommend for those? No, who I don't
3: recommend that. To go down to the no, barn? No, too primitive, too too uh, too basic. <laughs> we we've advanced so far beyond that. Didn't you know that that's the way that that. Yeah, thank you. There goes the high horse. Right, it's out right.
1: of the barn for the first time all this evening. All right. all right. Yes, I'm all right. And we'll be back.
11: Meanwhile, halfway across the city, in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me, could
0: I get some fish?
11: In the meantime, Loveline will be right back.
15: Trojan Man!
18: So, what do you think?
20: Well, new Trojan Pure Ecstasy condoms are so smooth, it feels like nothing's there.
15: Nothing
11: there! But Trojan Supra Bearskin is America's thinnest non-latex condom. Supra thin! Of
20: course, the Trojan Pleasure Pack has four varieties of condoms. We could try them all.
11: All
15: of them? All night
11: long! So many stimulating condoms, all triple-tested for quality. All from the maker of Trojan, America's number one most trusted condom brand. Trusted
13: brand! (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, just reading a uh, fax here on Loveline with the uh, lovely phone number 1-800-LOVE-191 and the fax number 310 854 beautiful, shapely. Slender and horny producer Ann just handed me this fax. Dear uh, Adam and Dr. Drew, regarding groin shaving, I used to crop it regularly because I heard from a guy into porn biz that it was a illusion to make the hog look bigger. Oh,
3: and that's true. Really? Dylan
1: Thomas is listening to our show. Well, no, that. but if you take a hog and you put him in like three feet of mud, like, you know, up, up, to, its, up to its little um, hoggy knees...
13: <laughs> hey.
1: It's not going to look like as much hog as if you right. have them just standing on the linoleum. It's Do you know what I'm saying? Big day in our
3: household today. We got Babe on video.
1: Oh, really? Big, big day.
3: That's a coup. Where'd yeah. you get that? Uh, my wife came up with it somewhere at the mall where you're not hanging out.
1: She got it at the mall? Yeah. I didn't
3: know it was out on video. I guess maybe today or something. I don't know.
1: The kids going insane? Oh, yeah. Third time through by the time I left home today. Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I gotta watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's 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 cute, very cute. Yeah, any nudity at all in there? Uh, not with people. All right. So I guess I should I have the sound up? N- you won't. <laughs> That's true because it's on video. Jeanette. Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. How are you? Yeah.
20: I have a question to ask you. All
13: uh-huh.
1: right.
20: Okay. I've been with my husband for six years. We've been married for three. Mm-hmm. And I just have no urge to have sex. Mm-hmm. And we had a baby 10 months ago, mm. and it's like still no urge. And I'm on prednisone now, so I don't know if that's done anything. For, but for
3: sure that could do it. But why are you on prednisone?
20: Because I have Sjogren's syndrome. Sjogren's. Sjogren's. Wow. And my doctor, I told him I want it to be taken off of it.
1: Oh, I don't if, want to be on
20: it
13: anymore. Oh,
1: absolutely. How but does that manifest itself, the Sjogren's Dry syndrome? mouth, dry eyes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, the immune system basically attacks the sweat glands and the and the salivary glands. But now, Sjogren's and somebody your age. Have you seen a rheumatologist?
20: I'm going to an internal medicine. I've Uh, gone to two now, and they have me. I told them to take me off of it, and they
13: said it's the best thing for me. But yeah,
3: but get get a workup. I mean, for somebody your age, I mean, Sjogren's as an isolated illness is is unusual. It's usually associated with something else. Okay, something causes the Sjogren's usually. And uh, you know, make sure I, I would. You know, if I were taking care of you, I, and if, particularly if I thought you needed prednisone, I would at least have a rheumatologist give you a look over. What's a rheumatologist? Do? Somebody who specializes in diseases of the joints and autoimmune illnesses. Okay, so like and, if your joints hurt. You'd show it to him, All right, but, but other autoimmune conditions, and this is one of them. So certainly the prednisone could. Okay, just... I was
20: on thirty milligrams.
3: That's a huge dose, and so and Now
20: I'm telling, I'm told them to take me off. I'm down to eight, and they're only giving me a milligram a month. Well,
3: you, that's you got to go very, very slowly. And, right. and
20: I was on um, Plaquenil also.
3: Right. Okay. All right, now could that
1: dry up the? Yeah, uh, yeah, sex yes, yes, yes,
3: yes. But even a ten-month-old child can do it just that by itself, Jeanette. Really? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Because
20: I had my glands—they swelled five years ago—and nobody figured it out. And then now I, you know, had my baby ten months ago, and they finally figured it out after I had her.
3: So your original, your first Sjogren's outbreak was a long time ago. Huh? Five years ago. Very unusual. When
20: my glands swell and I can't eat or drink wow. because they swell so bad.
3: Mm, very and strange. And still
20: don't know why it does that. Well. Very
3: strange. All right, so... Wh- That's how- actually better than what I was thinking because the fact that you've gone this long with it without something else presenting itself is kind of good.
20: Yeah, I've been to five ear, nose, and throat specialists. Yeah, but see a,
3: see a rheumatologist. okay? See and I a think I'm
20: starting to have the arthritis signs.
3: Yeah, too. okay. It's probably going to be something
1: else that comes in here. Jeanette? Yeah? How's your husband taking the no sex?
20: Um, He doesn't complain, but I know means to not you
1: know are you menstruating
3: normally yeah are you still I've breast
20: on, i've been on the pill since i was 17
3: and you're oh, you're back on the pill again
20: yeah i went off of it before i got pre- when i decided that, to get pregnant and then i went on it okay. after my because that
3: often helps some of the diminished sex drive that people experience after they have a baby but and then the stress of having a kid and all that i mean plus you're sick and you're swollen glands you're yeah you may not ever have sex again no i'm not saying that but uh, do get off the steroids. See the rheumatologist. Uh, make an effort. and.
20: Uh, uh... Yeah, because my insurance, you know, I have to go to my doctor and then yeah, he has to yeah. do everything.
1: All right, but you, you, don't, you don't want to have sex. No. But, does, but it, do. does it hurt you to have sex?
20: Sometimes, but...
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you know my advice in this case, which uh, <laughs> it's a real chivalrous stance, which is just uh, take it like a man. <laughs> I mean... Not, no, not like a man, because that could really hurt you. But what I mean is, is. Yeah, once a week, uh, lie there. And, you know, I'll tell you what you do with a guy. Go out and, like, you know, you got to tire him out first somehow. Like, you know, like when a dog's hyperactive or a kid does it, you take him out in the park, you throw the frisbee to him a little while so they sleep that night. Take the guy out, like, rollerblading or, you know, take him out, like, uh, chugging uh, pitchers of beer. Do something. You know what I mean? Take a little wind out of his sail. Uh-huh. Then drag him back into the bedroom and go, you're ready. You, you know, get it, a couple of licks in, roll over, and pass out, people, and that'll be it. People who really don't have libido or sex drive mm-hmm.
3: find sex to be very irritating. It's just the whole thing, the thought of it becomes... Particularly the women are very... Ag- it's, just, it's just uncomfortable even to think about it. Well, so yeah, because you're, it's more your than just ankles
1: like, are smacking your, yourself in the ear. You got some sw- sweaty, big, hairy guy on... I mean, look at look at Engineer Mike over here for a second. If you didn't really need to have sex, would you let him... mount? Ma- <laughs> Uh, you know, the problem with Engineer Mike is he's Engineer Mike, and he controls the mic.
3: This guy is an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now he's taking it out on me. Good luck, Jeanette.
3: Thank
6: you.
1: Hang in there. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be rough. And and really, if someone have, has a medical problem, it's hard to hassle them about not wanting right. to have sex. That's right. Debbie. Hello. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hi.
19: Only been trying to get to you for so long. Well,
1: we've been waiting.
19: That's well, great. I feel sorry for the other caller, though. Yeah. I understand what she's going through. You do? Yes, I do. How's that? Um, well, Who are you, not, Joe I,
1: Friday
3: all of a sudden? I'm just curious that she would relate to something. It's kind of an unusual combination oh, only, of problems. How's that, man? The
19: thing is, um, it, it, it's not what I'm talking or, or calling you about, but I can relate to what she's talking about. I had two kids.
13: Yeah.
19: And the first child I had, I didn't, um, after a while, I didn't want to have sex with my husband because he was an arrogant SOB. Um, and that was like his thing. It's, I don't know. It just—it's hard after you have a child. Yeah. When you have two, it becomes more hard. More hard. And um, more
1: difficult, Adam. I beg your pardon. More harder. Don't you mean <laughs> a college boy over there for Christ's I sake?
19: I Wish that, but um, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just—it's just really weird with him. Right. When I had my second child, I left him when my second child was, was five months old. Okay. Because he was around, be, abusing me, beating me up, and all this other stuff. Beautiful. So.
1: We're sorry to hear that, but did you did you have a question?
19: The question I had was, um, okay, I have never consulted anybody about this, and I hear that you, you guys have like really raunchy stuff on your line. I think it's really cool.
3: <laughs> That's not the idea, but okay, Sure, <laughs> sure, know we're going it's not for. That's the it.
19: idea, but since you're the expert, um, I'm 31 years old, and I'm dating this 20 year old guy right now, mm-hmm. and he's been more he's more mature than my hus- ex-husband is and he's really um loving caring and he he loves my children they love him
3: and what's
1: the question the
19: question is i might be pregnant by him my parents
1: i think he hung up when he heard oh, that
19: no somebody's trying to call me as always but um the question i have is he is um younger than i am and my parents family and my friends don't think that's um
1: Yes. Okay. Okay, Miss uh, Debbie the syllable girl. <laughs> Debbie. Look, can you, I
19: finish? Can I finish? No, you
1: can't finish.
19: No, no, I should because you know why? I might be pregnant by him.
1: All right, we heard that. Listen, yeah, you've that. been you've been setting the table for 20 minutes. It's time to eat.
19: I don't want to eat. <laughs> I want to brush off my my plate. <laughs> I have enough on my plate.
1: <laughs> listen, what is that noise. I, that's the clock, I guess, ticking. Oh, Mike's just—he's just busted a nut oh, over there. Oh, I'm sorry, Debbie. Listen, you like the guy. You like the guy, right? I love him. He likes the kids. He's good for you.
19: But he's moving out.
15: He's moving out.
19: He's moving out. He's moving back to his hometown because he doesn't like the city life. Um, I'm a city poke. He's a country folk. And I, I did the country thing for a year. I didn't like it. I was severely depressed. Um, but the city life is, is my life. All right. And I just found I, I may or may not. I don't know. I'm in-
1: Debbie. Ava Gabor finally called in. Huh. She <laughs> finally did it. Huh? Adam.
19: But I mean, since you got... New
1: right, York is where I'd rather stay. <laughs> I get allergic smelling hay. <laughs>
19: I am seeing cows. <laughs> I had them in my backyard. I saw
1: them, seen it, did it, did it. All did right. It. Le- all right. Debbie. Debbie. Yes. Listen, you're talking a mile a minute. You got so many problems, we can't corral them all. I'm sorry. I'm about ready to get the Etch-A-Sketch out, and I know you don't want to do that because that really is the ultimate insult to one's life when I go for the etch sketch and shake it clean.
19: Yeah, but I can even shake it even better.
1: All right. Debbie, settle down. Okay. Listen, if you like the guy, you're going to have to work it out. You're going to have to stay with the guy. He sounds okay. It's not me Well then if you love him you'll move with him. No, i and if do he loves that. you he won't move.
19: He he wants to All stay. right, here's
1: what I want you to do. How many miles does he live from your house? Hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty. I want you to go sixty miles from your house and park your trailer there and set up camp sixty miles. Uh-huh. It'll be like the Mason Dixon line. I want a line going right through the trailer. His hometown, your hometown. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sakes, people have so many problems and so many questions, and I feel sorry for them because they have these problems and they have these predicaments and they have these questions, but after like two minutes I want to kill them. <laughs> is <laughs> well, that wrong? No, well, look, I, the,
3: the, the, the point is that she. I think it's that she wants you to take that problem away from her magically, and you can't. She has to make a decision and then live with that decision. There is no perfect solution to her problem. She's not going to have the boyfriend. and live in the city. Yeah. Or she's she either going to have the city or have the boyfriend? That's it. Here's Not the probably.
1: answer she wants. Uh, send your 20-year-old boyfriend over to my house for the weekend for some psychological reconditioning. Right. We'll, we'll do something out of Clockwork Orange where I hold his eye, eyelids open with toothpicks, and we show him uh, we show him the, the wonders of the city life. I show him, you know, uh, Gay Perry and San Francisco in their prime, and then we show, like, some Twister going through some Dust Bowl in Idaho, and I recondition him. Well, it ain't going to happen. Right. You have to you have to do what you can do so, with what you
3: have to work yeah, with. Instead, you have the the very sensible solution of uh, parking a trailer on the interstate
1: and the drawing a line down there. I road. don't think there's anything wrong with that, Amanda.
6: Hi, um, I can't believe we got through. Um, okay, I went. I'm 18 now, and I went to rehab, and because I would I was doing a lot of drugs, mm-hmm. and I got like re- when I got my period, I got really bad cramps, and I would smoke pot to help get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And now and now I can't I don't do that anymore, so my and my cramps are really bad and I and like Tylenol Advil, it doesn't work for me. I don't have
3: you seen a gynecologist about this?
6: Um, when I was 14, my doctor said that it would probably go.
13: It wouldn't.
3: But it, but it hasn't, and so you need to see someone. There are m- multiple reasons for this, and there are multiple treatments. You don't have to sit there and just kind of live with it. Could she smoke
1: the Tylenol drug?
3: No, you're not going to smoke anything. You're going to go get an evaluation to see if this is endometriosis or ovarian cysts or other causes of what this is called dysmenorrhea, and then there are many treatments that the doctors can begin to uh, try and uh, i am sure you'll be able to find something that's reasonably reasonably useful to you okay okay but, uh, thank p- p- you. Say, go to your program and that these are not life threatening problems your addictive disease could be okay.
1: uh, all right amanda thank you good luck yeah it's important not to say oh, cramps are here again i guess it's time to uh, yeah, start screw, hitting the bong
3: screw the sobriety it's not worth it i you know i've, I've got a medical reason now i've got i've got to use the marijuana Mm-mm-mm. and we'll be back <laughs>
8: Love line will be right back. And if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding.
1: I'm not going to bother reading the uh, phone numbers, but we are going to go to the phones real fast here in Loveline. Mary. Hi. Hey, last call tonight.
6: Hi. This is a serious question, but it's going to sound kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask pretty much Dr. Drew if, if you masturbate for like half an hour or more, can it be considered an aerobic exercise?
1: If you do it while you're walking. It, it, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs>
6: You know, if you do a long time and, and you break a sweat and your pulse is elevated, is no, that I mean, good for your heart f- and is it burning calories?
3: Yes, yes.
1: But it's like saying, can taking a really big dump be a form of aerobic exercise? Yeah, you're sweating, the veins coming out of your forehead, your arms cocked and pumping. You're going for the toilet paper five and six times.
6: It's not like that. You
1: lose weight. But it is, so it's good for
6: you? Yes. Yeah. Basically,
1: yeah. Okay. Okay?
6: Okay, thanks.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. All right. All right. It's just such a pleasure to be able to really help people with these serious problems. Uh, you know what I love? It's like um, uh, I have menstrual cramps, so I uh, I uh, take heroin. Is that okay? <laughs> and um, I masturbate for like an hour a day, but it's a good form of aerobic exercise, so that would be fine. Wouldn't it, Drew? Yeah. If you'd like
3: to write to us, it's Loveline, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California 90078. Email address LUV191 on AOL.com.
1: And that just about wraps it up, with the exception of the kudos, which uh, go out the props, as they say, going out to uh, Josh, who did a wonderful job on the phone tonight, the lovely Sherry, who always does a wonderful job on the phone, the angular, slender, and wonderful producer Ann, who always does a fine job at her producing job, the one nut wonder Mike, who was on top of his game tonight as usual, Dr. Drew, who does not have to be here, he's a doctor, he makes enough income during the week so that he could spend these hours with his family, but he chooses to come in and help and that's a beautiful thing about it. So I'm going to take my hat off to Dr. Drew. I'm going to take my hat off to myself because I have to come <laughs> and I have well anyway. Someone's got to stay home and guard the porn. Anyway, uh, tomorrow night we have a mystery guest. Yes. Is that right? Yes, it is a mystery guest sort of. We can't oh, talk about right, it because right. it's Could not be a confirmed. Good guess, good Could guess. be a very good guest and until then, good luck.
15: If you are still listening, you
3: may feel the urge to touch yourself.
13: Whoa, so
10: that's it, then.
11: You have been listening to Loveline. Love Line. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. 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 I'm happy. Loveline's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
13: This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.